spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 199th annual Subliminal Obsession Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory. Bullshit, my name is Cody. I'm my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good. 199. We're going to have to blow the doors off this bitch for 200. Come up with something good. <laughs> Maybe we'll just skip 200 and just go to 201 just so we don't want to make it a big deal. <laughs> Technically, we are on like two, 223, I think. So, 223? With all the special episodes. With all the special episodes. Okay, yeah. I don't know about 23 of them. I would say more like, what, eight seven eight ten something like that but uh we'll go with 23 so uh phil how how's uh how has your week been so far yeah it's been all right i had to go to the fucking dentist and uh you know get a cap put on my tooth but you know uh fucking a little bit little little bit less metal in my mouth than there was before so hopefully it doesn't hurt as bad as the last one how's your week been ah not too bad i am uh I wanted to go to see Disturbed on Saturday. Mm. You remember that little band? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, but I unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'll probably be doing something else. But you know what? They've been around for, what, yeah. 25 years or 20 years. I'm sure they'll be back. You can get uh get down with the sickness later on anytime yeah. you want. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not too terribly worried about that. But uh, you know what's one of my new favorite jokes? What's that? He tell people. Speaking of you going to the dentist, um, what who's the cruelest uh, job in the world? Right? Is it a concentration camp uh, security guard? Is it an HR lady or man? Or is it a dental hygienist? Ooh, that's a um, tough. It's tough. I would. I've had some pretty cruel dental hygienists, yeah. and I still have nightmares about one that um, basically <laughs> she had. <laughs> I had a lot. So my my teeth are very close together. Uh, there's a lot of um, plaque buildup that gets in there, and she had basically taken her little the pointy hook, ripped out a piece of plaque, and then like right in front of my eye with the the pointy hook like showed me the plaque see this see this this is why you have to floss i was like jesus christ i'm a grown man like almost pissing myself in the fucking chair i was so happy to get out of there <laughs> honestly that is it's like some sadistic some sadistic shit dude she pulled your yeah. plaque on and be like you see this this is why you got a floss and then you got fucking blood running all over your mouth and you're in <laughs> I, severe I pain yeah i uh one of my coworkers used to talk about some Russian dental hygienist, some big ass lady who fucked her mouth up. Like she was bleeding everywhere. She did, um, what do you call it? The periodontal cleaning, but oh, she refused God. to give her like Novocaine and stuff. And there's just blood everywhere. And this chick was just like 
laughing and bathing in her plaque and blood, and it's just... I don't know. I... The thing is, if she needed a periodontal cleaning, then she was going to bleed anyway. I've had two periodontal cleanings in my life, and it was both times was I needed a cleaning very badly. So um, that was actually a periodontal cleaning. And so they told me that I was going to get a deep clean. And I, they were like, do you want Novocaine? And I'm like, oh, I've had my teeth cleaned plenty of times. I've never had Novocaine before. I didn't realize that they go, they're going under the gums and like, like scraping gum, scraping plaque off of your bone, basically, is what they're doing. Yeah. Kind of painful. Kind of painful. Yeah. Uh, there were, <laughs> I told somebody else in my unit, I was in the military at the time. I told somebody else in my unit that I had had half my mouth done, periodontal cleaning, without Novocaine. And they had had a periodontal cleaning before, and they were like, dude, that's like, I've had it with Novocaine, and it was painful. Like, that's fucking insane. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I I don't know what childbirth feels like, but I'm going to guess it was somewhere close. Like, it was fucking horrendous. You know, we got a lot of moms um, out there (laughs) listening. You guys, you tell us if you would rather have childbirth or do a Novocaine-free periodontal periodontal cleaning. cleaning with, And then we'll put it on top with a really mean, big Russian lady who, who's, who's seen some shit. Former uh, East Germany resident. She's not happy. I don't know. I God, I don't know. I think it takes a special type of individual who wants to be a dental hygienist. The thing is, too, so there were a lot of other dental hygienists kind of so with the military, there's either people who are brought in as like this is their way of paying like for medical school. So they're only doing this to pay for their medical school, which they're going to get later on. Then there's some people who want to make a whole career in the military out of doing like dentistry. And like those chicks are really cool. The ones who do the the cleanings who are like, you know, maybe like E3s, E4s. When they do the cleaning, like they're really cool. They're nice. They're talking to you. Like the ones who want to become doctors, they're basically like getting paid like a normal military person, what they should be getting paid like, you know, 75, 80 on the outside for. So, so what do you, you're not, you're not, you're not a paying customer. That's why they can be mean to you, basically. Are you saying the military ones or the non military ones? The, um, let's call them the officer ones. Okay. Yeah. All right. The ones who are basically doing it to pay for the dental school that they're kind of also in. I, I just, I don't understand why, you know, you got the dentist, they're coming in, they're joking, they're talking about whatever, they're just fixing it up, make sure you're comfortable. And then there's the dental hygienist who's like, comes in, is like, are you ready for pain? And they're like <laughs> spitting all over your fucking mouth. And it's just like, what is wrong with you? Screaming at you because you don't brush your teeth and floss every three hours of the day. That's basically yeah. what they think you should be doing. Like after every meal, you floss. It's like, lady, I have to live. A, you know, <laughs> I have to work. Like I eat breakfast and lunch at work. I'm not going to be flossing in the bathroom after every meal. Well, you know, the last one told me that I needed to buy all these special flossing brushes and yeah and all this shit and like one time they tried to get me to buy this like $30 toothpaste and I'm like 
No, I'm not doing that. What the fuck? <laughs> just yeah. I don't they're in with big dentistry or something. I don't know. They're just shills for fucking gum toothpaste or whatever uh or crest. They're shills for crest or something. I don't know what they are, but uh anyway, that's enough. Uh, dental hygienist talk. You ready to get into? Ooh, the- actually, Go I ahead. wanted to ask you one quick thing before okay. we all right before we uh, head on. Uh, oh, first of all, I want to th- first of all, <laughs> I want to thank uh, one of our fans, Jason. He sent us a really Jason with a Jason B. Let's call him. He sent us a really good uh, email. Just the other day, apparently he has about 135 episodes to go till he's all caught up. So when you hear this, Jason B, uh, you know, hit us up with an email again, basically talking to us about Georgia Guidestones and um, our love for the Vikings and the Cardinals and how shitty they are. So yes. thanks for that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, football's on the down, the off season right now, but we are prepared for what, like four months from now for the bitching to resume. So we'll yep. see you then. We'll see you then, Jason. <laughs> also, I wanted to ask you if you had seen a trailer. It's coming to Peacock in June for a live adaption show of Twisted Metal. No, I haven't, but uh, it sounds awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It might be awesome. Uh, it's got a few good character you know they got the characters from the games in there uh anthony mackie's playing looks like the main character they got uh, the wrestler samoa joe who is the the body for sweet tooth and then it's will arnett playing the voice so it looks like it might be pretty good also though i mean it might be kind of silly and dumb so live screen adaptations of video games are super hit and miss so you can what? either have halo or you can have last of us you know yeah i <sighs> I don't. I mean, with Twisted Metal, I didn't. There, it seemed like a pretty loose story anyway. Um, yeah. Obviously, everybody knows Sweet Tooth, and that's about it. Yeah. Fun oh, games, pretty though. much. Yeah. It's the it's the main kind of bad guy character that everyone thinks of who actually played the game. So. Well, we will. Uh, we will give our review when it's uh, finally out there. But uh, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, you'll have to leave it a watch. Tell us what you think. All right. Speaking of Twisted Metal, are you ready for this week's episode, Phil? Let's hit it. <laughs> On this week's episode, we are going to be delving into a very, very mysterious death. A death that still has no explanation even after 40 years has passed. And I can promise by the end of this episode, this is a sub D guarantee that anybody who hears this, including Phil and I, are going to have a problem trying to figure out the death of this man. It is convoluted to say the least. Now the only the other thing is that I think is interesting is when you attach a very cryptic handwritten note left by the guy who dies or in this case is like is involved with his death kind of possibly why does it make it so much weirder and just creepier phil oh definitely that's one of the it is kind of a dream of mine to just kind of you know i i live alone you know don't have a ton of guests over so i can leave little you know little clues in my apartment if i'm ever you know if i ever die unexpectedly or you know, in a car accident, maybe it might seem like it could be, you know, not an accident. 
I would like to leave little clues around to kind of like point the way towards some of my enemies. So that would be nice. Um, like you t- you put a note, right? And it just says like, if I'm dead, the Hamburglar did it. Like something. Find Rodney like- Stevenson. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. <laughs> Check on the whereabouts of Nicolas Cage at the time of my death, because I have a feeling he's probably involved. Definitely. I uh, yeah, a, a, a death note would be awesome, but you wouldn't really know, you know, unless you're like, you know, dying. Um, it'd be kind of hard to <laughs> time it perfectly. But I guess, like oh. you said, single dude living by yourself, you should have a lot of cryptic notes just kind of like hidden around your apartment. Or do that thing from Basketball where you leave a tape. And you have a green screen behind you. <laughs> it's just hilarious. That would be great. Be One ki- last little laugh for your friends. It'd be kind of fun to like just set up an elaborate puzzle and have like little clues all throughout your house in notes yep. to see if anybody is able to like piece it together. It'd be kind of <laughs> sweet. What? You hope for that, but the problem is once you die, basically they just have movers come in, rip your stuff out, and put your shit on the market. Yeah, so <laughs> very true, very true. Definitely. Now we begin this case way back in the year 1984. A 34-year-old uh, man named Gunther Stuhl uh, lived with his wife in the city of Anshausen in Germany. Apparently, according to all sources at the time, uh, Gunther was an unemployed food service engineer. Now, I've, <laughs> I'm he ver- cooked fries. <laughs> is that the is that what McDonald's <laughs> calls the fr- the fry guy? Um, this I is imagine. this is what Wikipedia claims a food service engineer is. I don't know if this is true or not. It's described as someone who designs and develops systems for production, processing, distributing, and storing food and agricultural materials. So I don't know if that's what he was doing. Like Phil okay. said, he could just be a fry cook. I don't yeah. know. I imagine there's some shitty, like uh, when I worked at Jimmy John's, they called us, they want us to call ourselves sandwich artists. <laughs> You know, not un, not underpaid fucking, you know, food service workers, sandwich artists. So I'm guessing that, yeah, he probably, you know, maybe cooked food, served it at a cafeteria, scrubbed dishes, something like that. Also, I always love it when people call themselves like an unemployed so-and-so. Oh, I'm an unemployed architect. Oh, really? You used to be an architect? No, I just haven't found an architect job yet. You know, one of those <laughs> deals. They dream of becoming that, but. There never have been and probably never, you know, so are if you're we, unemployed. You're just an unemployed. Person. Are we are we unemployed podcasters then? Uh, oh, Jesus, I mean, well, we're not doing it full time. We're doing it for free here. <laughs> so we we're, are we are what you call amateur podcasts. That's uh, can, OK. We're, we're developing our skills. We're so close to 200 episodes, Phil. I I don't know. We might have crossed the barrier. Of amateurs. Here's the thing, though. We could have 100 episodes ago, we could have started getting commercials, but we just haven't done it yet. So we've we've actually spared our listeners from hearing us, you know, telling them how they could smooth their balls and regrow their <laughs> hair and make their dick work again. See, so, on a show like this, we know our number one nemesis 
And the one person who wants to destroy this show, Dick Cheney, I yep. know he's been sending these fake emails trying to lure us and then he's going to try to set uh, what do they call that like um he tricks us into doing something so we get canceled. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh the left. <laughs> the left, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> liberals, liberals there you but go. But they do them fucking liberals. They're <laughs> yeah. after us. <laughs> now, the thing about Mr. Unemployed Food Service Engineer Gunther Stoll was he was apparently deemed to be suffering from a, a little bit, tiny bit, in some, just a little bit of acute paranoia. Okay, mm. you don't want to put that on your dating profile, guys. Just a tip. Do not put I have acute paranoia on there. The girls or even guys will not probably appreciate that. Uh, ac according to his wife, he would constantly make references to, quote, them or, quote, those people that were after him. He never went into detail about exactly who these mysterious entities were. But Gunther would also tell his wife things like, quote, they're on my tail. And he he would have to constantly elude these forces that were just constantly chasing him. He was apparently really paranoid. And I got to be honest, Mrs. Mrs. Stoll, are you not freaked out that your husband, unemployed food service engineer, a husband <laughs> is acting like all these forces are after him? Yeah, it's kind of so one of our early episodes, we kind of talked about um, this idea that people are being like surveilled, um, kind of almost like a mental illness a little bit of with the energy um, weapons, right? Yeah, the energy weapons and, you know, like they have little tracking devices and, you know, people being worried about that. This That's kind of what this sounds like. Um, but I don't know. I wonder if it did kind of turn into a worry about like, you know, recording devices, that sort of thing. Spyware. That shit. Could they be after his secret way he made fries? Possibly. <laughs> <Okay>. They really, <laughs> they liked his ideas on processing, distributing, and producing food yeah. and agricultural material. He he developed the McDonald's fries, and then they're trying to off them when they got too popular. Um, yeah. I, I would say he lives in Germany, so McDonald's fries, even to this day, I believe, in Europe, most Europe countries are basically just potatoes. So they're not quite what we eat, which is fucking <laughs> nuclear waste. Yeah. They, you know, make laws and stuff where people have to actually, you know, eat real food. It's crazy, man. I don't I don't get it. Goddamn commies. Um, yeah. <laughs> when we were when we went when you come visit me and when you came to visit me in England, did we stop at a McDonald's? No, I don't think so. Oh, we should have. It's so good over there. Honestly, <laughs> here's the other thing. I, I think the few times we ate out were on the base, um, your base, which I'm pretty sure was imported American food anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty bad. It was <laughs> most of it, except for like the pubs around base were pretty decent. Yeah. But, well, yeah. some of the, the cities we like went to, we obviously ate, uh, ate there, which was really good. Um, definitely not as like salty as all American food. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. Smaller portions, less salty, uh, actual like real food, which is a, a difference. So. Now, I know we're making fun of Gunther here a little bit, but I want yeah. you to remember as silly as this sounds now, when we get to like what happens to him, you're gonna, to me, kind of wonder like, okay, is there something weird going on here? Was he actually paranoid? You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. we got we got a ways to go to get there. Now we'll jump to October 25th, 1984 at approximately 11 p.m. at night or just a little before. Gunther was sitting in an armchair in his bedroom, just TV on, just chilling. Uh, when all of a sudden he yelled out loudly, just get me and in like an oof. I don't know if I said that right, but that's supposed to be German. Now, this is translated. It can apparently be translated either one of two ways. It can mean, now I'm getting a light or now I've got it. So, according to his wife, he he yells this out loud. He quickly writes down something on a piece of paper. And what he writes down, um, according to his wife, are the letters Y-O-G-T-Z-E. He writes these on a piece of paper. He's kind of like like he made some sort of a discovery, right? Oh, okay. And then he quickly like scribbles it out and he throws it away. And then he leaves the house. Okay, this this is like the start. Okay, I don't know. If you see these letters right now before we can we'll go into it later, but does did those letters together mean anything to you? Uh, I don't know. Was he a big fan of Scrabble? Maybe <laughs> he was trying to think of like the best word score he could get for what possibly might be a word. Um, it could. No, that that word it doesn't mean anything to me. So yeah, but he did. Sounds like he predominantly spoke German. Now so. the the picture I have here is a recreation from his wife of what he wrote down. So you can see it's Y O G apostrophe T Z E. This is going to be, this note's going to be really important and kind of a linchpin of speculation for this whole case. So just maybe something will come to you. I doubt it because it hasn't came to anybody in 50 years, but if, <laughs> or <laughs> if it does, then, uh, then we'll crack the case here now. All right. As I said, after he made this discovery, wrote it on a piece of paper, then scrubbed it out, threw it away. He got up, headed out the front door, and he went directly to his favorite pub called the Winseldorf. Kind of sounds like, sounds like a fun place. Now, yep. once Gunther, he, you know, he gets in the pub, enters the front door, he heads directly for the bar, and he orders a beer. Now, right at the point he orders a beer, he just falls over, he passes out, falls out of the chair, smashes his face on the ground, and he, as we'll see as a picture of him, he has kind of like a uh, bruise or cut on his face from this. He, he didn't drink anything. He didn't even get his beer. He was unconscious for several moments from the sounds of it. Um, and kind of when the innkeeper and stuff and the patients were trying to wake him up, he, the first thing he said when he regained consciousness was suddenly gone. That's all he said right there. Now, the the important thing about this is he hadn't touched his drink yet, and the uh, the patrons claimed that they must have not have smelled any alcohol on him. He didn't look drunk when he came in. He 
just looked like he was just coming in to have a beer and he just passes out and there's okay. no explanation for it. He is a German, so they're always yeah. just a little bit drunk. So they have that in common with the Irish. Always just a little, just a little drunk. Take a little nip here and there. But um, yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds like I don't know if they took him to the hospital after this yet. Obviously, we haven't no. read that far. Maybe just just from here in it, he may have had maybe a, like a brain hemorrhage or something like that. Uh, kind of sounds like he's having a bit of an episode of some kind. Okay, so. so that's your theory so far, is that yes, he's, so far. he's kind of having an episode. Um, it's just, it's just well, I mean, this whole thing is excruciatingly weird. It just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Um, okay. So this is kind of the, you know, wrote the letter, went to the bar, passed out. I don't even know if he drank or anything. He just basically is going to leave after regaining consciousness. So... Like I said, he got up. Now, his whereabouts from when he left the bar, you know, 11, a little bit after 11 to two hours later is a complete mystery. Nobody knows where he is. Nobody knows what he was doing. Anything like that. So did he just kind of so he sat down, ordered a beer fell off of his stool, smashed his face into the ground. Did he continue? Did he start drinking or did he just get up and leave? It kind of sounded like he got up and left. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's kind of what it sounded like because all the sources I was reading and stuff, it didn't sound like he hung around or if he did, it was not for very long. So he, the bar manager was worried about a lawsuit. Yeah. Probably out of here. <laughs> get off my property. Exactly. Yeah. Go fall down outside. Go drink your beer in your car. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So basically let's just even be gracious. 11, 15. Um, he doesn't show up again or witness doesn't see him again until 1am. Okay. Right. Now this time, <laughs> Gunther was in the city of Hagerselak, Hagerselak or something. This is the city that he grew up in, okay? Childhood home. He apparently yeah. showed up at the front doorstep of an old woman that he knew in his childhood. Her house was located very close to where his parents' home is, where his where he grew up at. So, as we'll talk about in a minute, he has some very ominous things to tell this woman. Okay, okay. So disappears from the pub and goes to a old woman who he knew as a child's house in a different so city. With, so with a head injury, he gets in his car, starts traveling or however he travels. But he basically at 11 o'clock at night gets a head injury, gets out, starts going to this place. Yeah. This city. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't take two hours to get there, by the way. Um, I don't know the distance, but I'm positive it's not two hours. Um, if he, can you see the picture of him down just a little bit? Yes. Yep, I see it. He has got a that looks like evil Spock goatee <laughs> going on right now. <laughs> he could use a barber. I could tell you that. Yeah, it's also a very German car. Very yeah. looks like almost like a Yugo, maybe <laughs> actually Volkswagen Golf. Volkswagen. Yeah. Golf. Oh, Volkswagen Golf. Okay. Yep. Oh, Man, yeah. they used to be ugly as shit. Okay. <laughs> now, 
basically what I'm going to tell you here is a retelling of what the old lady said Gunther did when he showed up at her, some say doorstep. I saw one where he was like shouting at, at her through her window. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> it was the 80s, so maybe he had a boom box over true. his head. <laughs> <Playing> <laughs> don't some, you forget about me. <laughs> playing some of those uh, German jams off of it. <laughs> uh, 99 balloons. Yeah. Now, basically, Gunther, he, he informs the old lady that he foresaw a, quote, terrible event and that something was going to happen tonight, something pretty terrifying. Now, this old lady said that she was worried about Gunther because he he seemed to be in a confused state. You can kind of tell when someone's in a confused state, I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. Um, when she noticed this, she told him, hey, Gunther, I think you should go over to your parents' house and and talk to them. They're really close. They can help you out. Gunther informed her that he can't do that because his parents would not understand his problems. And instead, he told the old lady he's just going to go back home and talk to his wife about everything instead. And then he gets in his car and takes off. So, okay. So what she was looking at probably might have been maybe a, a mental break mixed in with a concussion, possibly something possibly. like that. Possibly. Yeah. It's it's interesting because if he did, obviously we they'll never know if he got a concussion or not. But um, if he passed out, he sat in the chair, then passed out. It doesn't necessarily mean he has a concussion, but he could because obviously he hit his head on the ground. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't really know what the falling head injury is, and as we'll see, it'd be nigh near impossible to. To even tell what his head injury would it be when they find him um, in the next okay. section here. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just such a weird sequence of events that's about to get even weirder. Well, it's already pretty fucking weird, but all right, let's hit it. All right. Now, about another two hours pass. So it'll be about 3 a.m. Um, in this next sequence of events. Two truck drivers near the Hagen Sud exit on the Autobahn, which is going to be located about 62 miles from the old lady's house that he was last at. Okay, so he's done a bit of traveling unless he was going like a million miles an hour on the Autobahn. Um, <laughs> 300K on the Autobahn. Yeah, <laughs> in, in his uh, in his little golf here. Yeah. Now. They kind of notice off in the ditch in the A45 area on the Autobahn, there is a car that is all smashed up, and they don't know it at the time, obviously, but this is Gunther's light blue Volkswagen Golf, and I have a picture here. You can see the car's pretty fucked up. Yeah, pretty fucked up, and it looks like it's uh, well nestled into some brush. So. Yes. Have you <laughs> yeah. been on the Autobahn? Yes, I have. I've never driven on it, but I've been... Uh, I took a cab from Frankfurt Hahn to Spengalem Air Force Base. Okay, so do you know if they... They must... Like, where it says A45, right? I yeah. assume 
they must have like numbered sections of the highway, right? I would possibly. Ass- I I wasn't paying that much attention, honestly. Okay. So it kind of just reminded me of the fifty two in Minnesota. Oh, because okay. that whole area looks a lot like southeastern Minnesota, the Frankfurt region, kind of. Also, the autobahn is really just kind of a it's an interstate. So you're driving on the right-hand side of the road, just like in America. It's not much different. It was fun because the taxi driver was like, is everything all right? I was like, yeah, I just, you know, we're on the Autobahn first time. I thought maybe you might go fast. He's like, oh, with Americans, I don't know, you know, so I'll go fast. And he just, all of a sudden we're going like 145. Hell yeah. Yeah. In a fucking like in a station wagon. So <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> she went like, sir, do I look like a little bitch to you? <laughs> Exactly. Well, when I say we weren't going fast, we were going 90. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I feel like on other things I've heard about the Autobahn, um, they, how they track like the part, like basically how they map out sections is by like using like coordinates, almost like a 45, a 46 in America, you'll see like mile, 90 or something like that mile 90 have you seen those on the side of a highway before oh yeah obviously those mile marker yeah yeah 55 they don't really yeah so basically it's between kind of like towns or counties that sort of deal like mile marker 35 in whatever county or state maybe you're in something like that i yeah that's just not that it's real important but i just kind of figured that might be what uh, how they're measuring the Audubon here. Yeah, that's mostly for like road crews and emergency service. Kind of like trying to figure out where, you know, an accident is or where a, a down power line or something is, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, the truckers, uh, this is important. And this, so basically they say when they, they pulled up, saw the wreckage, right? They claim that they saw a man in a bright white jacket running from the scene. This guy's never, ever going to be seen again. But apparently, allegedly, according to them, they saw this guy fleeing the scene. We don't know who it is. We don't even know if this man exists. But this is just something that the truckers claim. But they get out. They go up to the vehicle. They peer in. And they notice. They don't know it at the time, obviously. But... Gunther is sitting on the passenger seat in his car. Now, where it gets really weird is that Gunther is barely conscious. He's completely naked. And from the looks of it, he is injured all over his body. He is very badly beaten up in extremely rough uh, rough shape. Eventually, the truckers get a hold of emergency services. They arrive on the scene um, they're helping Gunther. They're kind of asking him what happened. He doesn't really have an explanation. Um, he claims that there were four other male individuals inside the car with him, but they had just taken off after the crash or whatever. Now, okay. the the police and all that asked, hey, are they your friends? Gunther tells them, no, they're not my friends. And... In, it sounded like in route to the hospital, Gunther Stroll would die. He would succumb to his injuries and he would be dead. So basically from this point, we have he's in the passenger seat of his crashed car. He's butt ass naked. 
He's severely beaten up, and he claims there was four other men in the car. Okay. Uh, so he basically either had a really bad time carjacker <laughs> or maybe a really good time with some uh, some hitchhikers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying it was an orgy. He had an orgy in there. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know if he was into that sort of thing, but I don't you know, know. Was it those uh, those Europeans a little bit more free with it? You know, pass it around. Was a it more, four so. clones of Chris Brown or what? Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's well, was there techno music? Playing? Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Electric. All right. Now, let's get a little even a little weirder. Here. So apparently when the investigators were kind of looking and doing an autopsy and stuff, um, it became apparent that Gunther's injuries at first that you're like, oh, it must have been a car crash of some kind, right? Yeah. No, his injuries did not align with those of a car crash. The way his body was beaten up and broken and all that was consistent with injuries from somebody who had been hit by a car. Now, where it gets interesting is that they had concluded he was not hit by his own car. And adding to the fact that he was naked, the only thing they could possibly think of is he was hit by somebody else's car, then put in his car naked for some reason, and then it was staged to look like an accident. Okay. So what do you make of that so far? I mean, ooh, if we listen, so I listen to a lot of crime and or uh, small town murder, <laughs> yeah, and they do certain things where so. Somebody will, you know, injure or kill someone else and then make it seem like it was a car accident. Basically put that person behind the wheel, dump some alcohol it down their throat all over them and then push them off the side of a cliff. That sort of situation. Yeah. yeah. So trying to make it look like their injuries came from a car accident, uh, even though it's obvious, you know, that, you know. When they, when they take a look at the person's body, they're like, none of this came from a car accident. It came from a beating. So um, possibly that sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe he was running around in the road and got, you know, ran over. And mm. possibly they just kind of, you know, staged this whole situation. Yeah. I think what, as we'll find out, obviously, what makes it weird is this dude's talking all night. There's something bad's going to happen. People are chasing him. He's writing down this fucking note. He takes off. He faints. And then somehow uh, he has injuries similar to that of someone being hit by a car. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't his own car. But he's naked inside of his car. And his car is in a car wreck. But those injuries are not from his car being in the car wreck. And also he's not in the driver's seat. He's not in the driver's seat. So that's the strange thing too. So they did say that someone like fled the scene. So maybe they were like finishing off staging it, that sort of thing. Um, he didn't get into that car accident like while driving. So he wasn't alone. Definitely. Here's the thing though, about the, the white jacket guy is that is from the truckers and what do they always say? <laughs> Witnesses on the scene are the worst because they yep. 
will they can be guided in any which way right so especially 80s truckers it was yeah. all about speed like <laughs> just at, at three in the morning yeah oh oh anything to get you to the next fucking yeah drop yeah. off <laughs> yeah so i don't know it, it's interesting because once they got all the information they kind of figure out what happened to them and stuff the german police right from the outset they were they ruled it as a homicide and they are looking for somebody who who killed Gunther, right? So okay. they do not even from the onset believe this was an accident. They believe somebody had murdered him just because he was hit by a car, but not his own car. So very go ahead. Very different from what you would think would happen in America. Yeah. In America you they would you would assume that they would immediately say suicide until prove that proven otherwise. <laughs> he so. suicided himself. Uh, um, did I mention that they've they never found his clothes? They uh, oh really? Yeah, they okay. don't they don't know where his clothes are. They never found them. I heard one source claim that his shoes were like in the back seat of his car or something, well, but from what let I me rephrase that. Oh, let me rephrase that. So like accidental death. Or suicide. Oh, That's yeah. what I meant. Like, yeah. no one else was involved. It's nice and clean. Right. One guy, yeah. accident or suicide. Maybe he killed what, himself. What has the least amount of paperwork? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Put him in the ground. Another one solved. You're yep. welcome, folks. Good job. <laughs> Sleep safe. Good job, Deputy Barnaby. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, obviously, if his rule to murder, they need to try to... Try to Figure out who's responsible. They kind of obviously look for the guy in the white jacket. Nobody was ever found. Nobody in correlation with this. Um, they kind of went back to this this writing on the piece of paper that he was so excited about that seemed to make him take off out of his apartment. <laughs> the Y-O-G-T-Z-E. Um, as I said, he for some reason, he wrote it down scribbled it out threw it away his wife could never find this piece of paper again so she recreated what he showed her so the paper might not be identical because this is kind of based off her memory of what she thinks the paper looked like but a lot of people think this writing has something to do with why he died or why he was so paranoid that people were after him okay i mean it's just obviously could be a stretch but a lot of people are like, you know, it's so intriguing, right? It's just yeah. so intricate and it's so weird and people just, people love weird and they just sometimes go for the weirdest thing possible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, I kind of did read ahead a little bit and saw kind of what's coming next, but it's kind of amazing that they looked into it as deeply as they did, even trying to figure out like, this little note that he left behind Uh, before he kind of just left the house. He left the house at like what? 10 something 10. He got, he got, he, he, he got at the pub at 11. So that would mean, yeah, yeah, he left his house not very uh, long before that. Yeah. So like he leaves his house at like 10 30, 10 45 after being just like, Oh, I got it. And then writing down, throwing it away and then just, you know, leaving and then going to the pub and then driving two hours away. So I don't know. It's, I mean, they really looked into it though. If they're, you know, tracking all of this down. 
Yeah, like you said, American police might not go to this much work, but uh, <laughs> no, the, <laughs> the Germans. Uh, yeah, they were they put in a little bit more effort here. Um, but I guess I can just start. We we're gonna be going through a lot of claims. We'll just call them claims. Some of them are pretty silly. I gotta gotta be honest with you, but they're fun nonetheless. Now, okay. there is. Where can we start here? So basically, some people think that his wife's recreation, she might have misinterpreted some of the letters. Maybe they were supposed to be numbers instead of letters on there. And people think the G in Y-O-G-T-Z-E, the G could have actually have been a 6, which would have made it Y-O-6-T-Z-E, and that could be a German license plate. Now, some people think that Gunther Stroll, because of what he told the old lady and stuff, that he saw something happening, uh, something terrible is going to happen, yada, yada, yada. What if he was having a psychic premonition of his own death and he foresaw the license plate of the person who either killed him or ran him over? Yeah. So, well, I mean, in that <laughs> case, there's two things. Yes. Um. If you're worried about getting run over by a car with that license plate number, the last place you want to go is on the road. Possibly, though, if he thought that that person was going to come kill him, maybe that's why he tried to get away from his wife to keep her safe. That could be it. I don't know. And to get out of town as far as he could. Maybe he thought he was safe getting, I mean, 62 miles from your house is pretty yeah. far at three in the morning. You'd have to pay an, a hitman a couple extra grand yeah. to yeah. follow somebody 70 miles, you know, go 70 miles out of their way and then come back just to kill someone. I so. mean, think of Joe Exotic. I mean, how long, how far did he pay his hitman to travel to kill somebody? It was pretty far. Oh, that it, was pretty far. Yeah, that, <laughs> that guy was not quite a professional. No, so. no, he was not. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to malign the food service engineers out there, <laughs> but I have a feeling you guys are going to have a tough time affording a, a good hitman. Well, I don't know if he was paying for his own own hitman to come kill him, <laughs> but no, it's, it's weird too. I mean, who would be, do they have any idea maybe who might want to kill him or are they just kind of leading to like, there might be someone out there who accidentally killed him, you know, Killed him on a whim, something like that. They have zero leads. Um, okay. <laughs> the cops have zero leads. A lot of these that I'm going to tell you are literally like armchair detectives. Um, oh, okay. You know, we. I mean, technically, we kind of are too. But, uh, yeah, it's this is not... Pl I mean, we know in America um, the cops will use psychics sometimes, you know, in things like yeah. this. But... Obviously, I, I don't know if German police are like that, too. Um, they are a religious bunch, but uh, I don't know if they'd be paying Sylvia Brown to tell them what happened to Gunther Struhl. I think they're a little bit more. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, it depends on the person. So I would imagine, though, a little bit more scientific, though. I don't know. I mean, it was what was it? 80s in America your you know super religion feeling was going on uh maybe in germany they were still kind of hit with the psychedelic shit 
So the spirit, you know, the spirituality stuff. They could be. I don't know much about 80s Germany outside of <laughs> East and West Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. There was something on this where I it didn't I didn't see it, but I thought I saw something they were alluding to. Maybe this was like a Eastern he was involved with some East Germany stuff and was okay. killed. But his house is um very or where his hometown is is very clearly on the west side of Germany. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well so, there were spies and shit. So this is true. This is he might true. have been he might have been one of those fucking uh Manchurian candidates Ooh. and possibly he had gotten himself a little gig doing a food service job, you know, catering possibly maybe the chancellor of Western Germany, you know, something like that. And he knew that it was going to happen. So he went out to go find his doom. <laughs> that could be maybe. Yeah, maybe he was supposed to kill somebody with poison food and he failed. Yeah, and his handlers they, thought that he was escaping. Yeah, that could be. It very well could be. Now, yep. another interesting sequence when you use the letters and numbers Y-O-6-T-Z-E is that it is a signal for a Romanian radio station. Okay. Um, I tried to look up the radio station. It was the 80s, so it's probably dead and gone by now. Um, I couldn't find it at all, but there's, I think even the cops on this one, there's no possible connection between Gunther and this Romanian radio station and it's pretty, would be pretty much nothing more than a coincidence. Yeah, probably one of those old school fucking AM radio stations. They just had a tower that was like hooked up to the back of somebody's garage yeah. sort of deal. Yeah, Um. I don't know what they'd even play in Romania in the 80s outside of like orchestra or organ music. I don't know. What would what would they be playing there? Communist propaganda yeah. in the 1980s. Yeah. Communist propaganda and probably fucking uh, opera, like the Russian opera that they really liked to <laughs> have back then. Oh man. Nah. That opera I don't you know what opera people very talented not for me. Yeah, the Russians really, they had a pretty big history. I don't know if it's like popular music, but I know that there was quite a few like the Russian like opera during the communist days was pretty big. So was it? one of their like pride points. So, OK. All right. Now, um, I saw this on Reddit. OK, as a again, armchair detective here. So apparently somebody believed that if you were to take the note and you flip it upside down and read it backwards, it could have been numbers instead, all numbers instead of letters as mm. what they say could be zero two seven comma nine zero six. Now this, the longitude and latitude for this is for a small Hawaiian Island, a very small one. So okay. I, it's unlikely that somebody from there wanted to come to Germany to kill this guy, but I don't know. It's, it's grasping for straws, but I guess it's something. 
Yeah. I was thinking that you were going to say that 027906 somehow add up to 666. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was Satan. Satan's done it again. It, um, you know what? That would have been a lot fucking cooler. <laughs> what does it Definitely. add up to? Um, we got well. You you. It never actually. They never actually add up to six six six. What you do is you just manipulate the number. Yeah. And then just make it be six six six. Right. And it's always like, oh, if you just add the two and the seven together, and then take away a one, and then add that one to the nine, and then take away four, and the you know the old always <laughs> do that shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, I. I'm. You can make any number you want possible. To be honest with you. Yeah, the number 23 always pops up when you want it to. <laughs> okay, now this next one I think is a really compelling, interesting one, but it it's, I would say, nigh impossible to connect dots to his murder, okay? So <clears throat> if you, another interesting combination with these letters and with his former career as a food service engineer, right? So apparently TZE is a code for artificial food flavoring, but they're not really sure the significance in the correlation with YOG. Um, Some people think this was pure speculation that YOG could be yogurt and then TZE is an artificial food flavoring which I guess he could have created some new idea together. Maybe they didn't have fucking strawberry uh, <laughs> go-gurts back then. I don't fucking know. But like maybe the letters weren't something ominous. Maybe it was just him thinking of ideas for his old job. I don't know. Maybe he, he thought of the idea for the food color in yellow six. What does yellow six do? So I I think Low it's yellow count. five is the one that's in Mountain Dew. The one that's supposed to shrink your balls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. Instead of Y, the letter O and then G, it's Y zero six. Yellow six. Yellow coloring. Okay. Now I don't I'm not gonna try to step on you. <laughs> okay. But wouldn't it be Y E? Oh no, the not a not an O, like the letter O, like a zero, like zero six. Oh, okay. Like yellow yeah. O six and then okay. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I don't know if it has a flavor or if it's just a coloring. What do you think? Is it just a coloring? I think it's just a coloring. Yeah, okay. it's something that they add to like um so it's in like doritos also it's in a bunch of different foods to kind of give it like a certain color they mix a bunch of the, those food colorings together to get certain colors so yeah yeah like in correlation to where phil was talking about not real food served in america to combat this they figure out the colors to make <laughs> it appear like real food so yeah uh yeah, yeah they they take real food they bleach it of all of its color and flavor (laughs) then they add food coloring and food flavoring to make it once again taste like that food but at extremely lower quality yeah so they got it all them nutrients and shit gross get them out of there yeah Um, we don't need that shit (laughs) now here's the other one and this is kind of interesting too is 
if you take Y-O-G-T-Z-E, it is an anagram for zygote or zygote, one of the two there, um, mm. which is the earliest developmental state of many multicellular organisms. Some people think maybe he was working on some type, new type of uh, zygote involving food or that maybe he was killed for knowing too much information, maybe the company he was working for or, or used to be working for or something that they okay. were illegally working or get, selling people genetically modified foods. What do you think? Killed for his food knowledge. Yes, of course. That's why he, <laughs> he lost his job. He didn't lose his job. He quit his job right. out of protest. Right. I like it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. that Again, it's so weird. They just grasping for straws. But <laughs> if, okay, if United Food was around, they would definitely kill him. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's uh, United Fruit. United they, food, uh, fruit, yeah. Yeah. He knows too much. Yeah. And what he knows too much about is basically, you know, the enslaving of whole countries. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. grow bananas. So. I was watching that uh, Cuba documentary on Netflix. Speaking of okay. United Fruit, pretty good. Pretty good. I really okay. did like it. Um, have you seen it? No, I haven't. So what time frame was it? Was it the like the Bautista regime or like long before that when the Americans came in? So I think it's literally the history of Cuba where it is um, whatever, 14 something. They're invaded by the Spanish. Yeah. All the natives are killed. Um, slaves are brought over. And then it goes into where America, quote unquote, trying to kind of help them. Uh, against the Spanish in the Spanish-American War. And then, uh, yeah, then all the leaders before Batista. And then now it's going uh, past Batista or Batista into... I, I fell asleep last night, like, right when they started talking about Fidel Castro. Oh, okay, yeah. America in 1898 gave quite a few Spanish possessions a uh, freedom enema. Yeah. So <laughs> whether they wanted it or not. It, so. uh, yeah, they were. It was pretty good. They're talking about all the mafia controlled stuff in like the um, what? Yep. 30s, 40s, 50s. It was uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good show. I was curious about Fidel Castro. I didn't know he came from he's his dad was a Spanish guy <laughs> mm. and it was very rich. I didn't realize that. Oh, those man of the people types, the dictators, they're always from like a rich background. Yeah, yeah. They always they always dress themselves up like a soldier, even though, you know, most of their soldiering they were doing was kind of like a position where they were, you know, their their father placed them in a colonel position behind some desk. Yeah. And that was the only like soldiery that they've really done. So before taking over the country. He was what I think a lot of people um, I don't want to malign uh, co certain college students, but the Chai Rivera, uh, is that his name? The the way Che, che Rivera there, um, the way he wear his shirt, that was Fidel Castro from the sounds of it in the 40s. And he was like spouting revolution and stuff. And I think he actually took a trip to the, the Dominican Republic strictly to try to help with a revolution there. So he was um, 
I don't know what you call that. Like fucking, they're always talking about revolution and he really mm. wanted to do it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, very, if you actually like learn about him, I've, I haven't read too much about him, but he's kind of got like a, you know, depends on if you, if you love him, you're going to say only good things about him. If you hate him, only bad things. So that's what a lot of those kind of, you know, revolutionaries, you're either a revolutionary freedom fighter or you're a fucking, you know, terrorist pretty much. So well, it depends on whose eyes you're being seen through. True. Well, when I get to the end of it, I can form an opinion on him, but it is pretty good. Now, uh, <laughs> we're pretty far off the case here. Um, unless yep. Fidel Castro killed Gunther, which we will not rule out yet. Okay. He could have <laughs> killed him. Can't say no yet. Now, Another thing that uh, people think is kind of interesting is, okay, let's go back to the passing out at the bar episode here. So yeah. some people think he might have faked passing out because he either saw somebody he was afraid of or maybe he was just in a heightened sense of paranoia and he believed he saw people and faked fainting or maybe fainted because he thought he saw somebody. Okay. What do you think? Interesting. Um, uh, kind of like sounds like it was in a movie that would happen in a movie where you kind of want everyone to have their eyes on in case somebody comes in, you know, gives you a little stabby stabby in the back. Yeah. So maybe he faked and he fell off of his chair. Everyone ran towards him. That sort of situation. Yeah. Um, also, like I could see trying to hide behind the or under the bar or behind the bar and falling down and smashing your face. So maybe that too. It's it's uh it's a fortified area behind the bar or underneath the bar there. Oh, definitely. Just watch the movie Dogma. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that's really the only thing as far as like the passing out in the bar thing. Unless he was having some sort of medical episode, I don't really know. It's just weird. People, if you're just passing out randomly, please go to the doctor. It's not normal. Yeah. Well, I mean it's uh it's really crazy all of the driving he does yeah. i mean yeah it's it's i mean he's at home like i I'm, I'm an older gentleman now when it's you know also i wake up very early when it's like 10 30 and i'm like sitting in my chair watching tv watching tv the last thing i want to do is get up and go drive. to the bar or yeah. and then drive when i'm already like honestly if i'm not if I don't leave the house by seven, I'm not drinking that night. You know, it just ain't happening. <laughs> I mean, it is Germany. They are German. Maybe it's a little different there. You know, that European style of like just kind of drinking all day on your day off, you know, like making a day of it sort of thing. Yeah. Not drinking yeah. to get drunk, but drinking to socialize that sort of thing. So, yeah. And it was the 80s. Drunk driving is a more much more widely accepted. Um, <laughs> accepted. How it was encouraged yeah. in some places. Yes, it was. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, let's just kind of go to what I would consider the two most probable explanations. You kind of alluded to one of them there. Um, mm. Gunther was basically in some type of manic episode. This does happen. People just kind of get manic and they do stuff that just does not make sense. Um, this includes going to a lady he knew as a child and then taking off from there. 
you know, maybe he was driving around the Autobahn in his state of a manic episode. He he had gotten out of his car, for some reason got naked. It happens. Uh, and then, like you said, maybe he was alongside the road or ran out in the middle of the road. He got hit by a car. Um, or maybe he, how can I say this? He was naked. He got out of the car. What if he ran himself over accidentally? Then he crashed his car after the fact. Ooh, that actually happened to the actor who played Chekhov in the the newer like Star Trek movies with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto. That uh, that happened to him where he was rolled. I think he was driving like a truck or an SUV. He got out, and when he got out. It like the brake broke loose or something. He forgot to hit the brake or something happened to where it like rolled into him and it either rolled over him or it pinned him against like a building or something or the, you know, the fence and killed him. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. So here's the, I would say the only issue with this is so he, he obviously died from his injuries, right? So yeah. It would be, he'd have to be so strong to get ran over that badly, get in his car, then crash it, and get in the passenger seat. Well, it was a golf. I'm pretty sure you could pick up the front end and do a couple of squats, maybe <laughs> maybe three or four. Those things are not known for being very heavy. So This is very true. Especially very those true. old style ones. <laughs> um, The other one is pretty similar um i guess what if he had crashed his car in a manic episode of some kind he got naked because i don't know i don't know why he'd get naked um someone was passing by hit him in a panic they put him back in the car in his crash car and took off um but the thing that the thing that is weird there is zero mention of debris because if someone hit him, there would be debris there. There should be debris kind of like around um, somewhere on, uh, near the car, you would think. Or if the guy who is running away from the scene, I don't know, hit him and then crashed his car and took off. I mean, I guess that's possible, too. Yeah, there would be skid marks, blood. Um, might have been a situation where there was a second person driving the car away, and then they later picked up the guy as he fled. That sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, possibly got in the car, drove it a few miles down the road, then crashed it, so people wouldn't correlate the skid marks with the crash that was a few miles down the road. Maybe something like that. Yeah, it it could be. It it's just like. If this was, uh, I know what you did last summer, and mm. they had a very elaborate plan of how to kind of like set up the body, um, yeah, to make it look like they don't know how this happened. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I just like you can speculate, but there's holes in all all of the rational explanations. To me, there's yeah. just holes in them. So it's hard to be like, yeah, this is the this is had to have happened, but there's still holes in the possible explanation. 
Yeah, I would say, ooh, it's it's one of those deals where the kind of he was found in the passenger seat of the car. There was a guy they claimed like ran away from, you know, like ran off. Um, that kind of if it wasn't for him being found in the passenger seat and the guy running off, if he was found in the driver's seat and there was no guy, the cops would have to immediately just think, oh, he crashed his car and he, you know, died from his injuries, that sort of thing. Yeah. But also his injuries don't really match up with the car accident that that the vehicle was kind of in. So, um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, are we are we counting out, you know, any kind of German cryptid or <laughs> <laughs> possibly a German cryptid that wears, you know, white jackets and uh, listens to uh <laughs> I mean, to techno music? I don't know if Ramstein was around yet. That would have no. been my guess, but um yeah, I don't know. I honestly I don't really know that many German bands, I don't think. <laughs> uh no. Uh well also, I mean, obviously you gotta look at aliens too. I don't know if you're gonna bring them up. No, but, uh, I wasn't, but that is a possibility. Cause he did say there was be, four that, men. Oh, I was gonna say that could be a uh an alien language. The Yogatsky. What if he cracked the code and they had to take him off for it? Mm. He knew too much about paperclip. <laughs> okay, do you think there's any possibility that somebody actually was after him? Ooh, um, I just don't... There's not enough like backstory on him personally yeah. to know... I mean, if... Okay, so if he was banging some other dude's wife... Or if, you know, he had maybe fucked up so bad at the company that somebody else got fired when he got fired, something like that. If maybe there was, there has to be a reason. I mean, it's not just like all of a sudden you're just kind of targeted, you know, it's more likely that you're paranoid rather than someone's trying to kill you, you know, there like the act of like the act of actually going after someone, there always has to be like something about it, you know, or the person going after you crazy there's always that too but the i saw one source i didn't really know if i wanted to mention it or not but there was one source who said there were rumors he was having an affair with somebody okay there you go um but i mean you could say that about anybody especially after the fact yeah with all of this kind of mysterious shit happening then somebody's going to come out of the woodwork and say, I think he was fucking around on his wife. You know, why else would he leave the house at 11 and drive two hours? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And his wife must have been pretty used to it by that point. (laughs) She didn't really wonder where he was. when he Just didn't come back. You know? Yeah. It is kind of weird where it's like either he did that a lot or because I mean, if it's three in the morning and he's still not home, there should have been a concern of some kind. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's also, back then, no cell phones, no pagers. I mean, you had to, you had to know kind of the number of the bar to try to get a hold of someone to tell them to come home. That sort of thing. Yeah, very true. And if it was his favorite bar, she obviously knew the number. So, fuck, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, you, but it's not like today. It's not like you can just call them and be like, Hey, where the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, come home. Yeah, very true. So, 
Okay, let's just uh, closing things here. What would you personally say you believe is the most likely scenario? Ooh, I'm going to say he had a mental break, an episode. Uh, he, you know, drove out to his old hometown, you know, went knocked on that old lady's door uh, as he was coming back. Possibly he went to go see someone else from his hometown that he knew maybe that he was kind of at odds with or he got hit by someone on the road, which is also possible. I mean, if it's on the Autobahn and it's wide open on the Autobahn, you're talking about, you know, getting run over at like 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So really, though, Autobahn, come to think of it, he would have been obliterated if he would have gotten hit by something at like, you know, 130 miles an hour. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just so weird because he was alive when they found him. So he must have not gotten hit too. You know, there shouldn't have been probably too great of a distance between when he got hit and he was in the car to when he died. Yeah. Unless it was like the world slow. Well, it had to be within two hours because he was at the old lady's house and he was found at three. What's that? And he was found at 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, so he was gone a total of just over four hours. He had traveled many miles. Uh, he was naked, too, for some reason. Yeah. That's, that's a little odd. But, I mean, anyone who's ever worked like a drunk tank knows, uh, you know, the drunk, uh, very inebriated people just kind of lose their clothes, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So, it happens, you know. man. It happens. Yeah, definitely. Alcohol or drunk people and little kids. Sometimes they just take <laughs> off their clothes for no fucking reason and nobody knows why. Ask the same question. Where have your pants gone? Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And old people too, I guess. Old people are in there in that category as well. Um <laughs> All right, Phil. Well, if anybody out there wants to give us their take on this story or if they think they know what happened here uh where can they do that well if you want to be like our new pal jason b uh, you can go ahead and hit us up on our email subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com you know we love hearing from everybody the you know what you like about the show you know, any ideas you have for future episodes even what you don't like about the show it's all welcome i'll, I'll probably even easier way to get a hold of us would be through our instagram subliminal deception podcast on ig go ahead hit us up there we love all of the messages the likes the shares everything uh you know get a hold of us ask us any questions you want we love to you know we love the interaction cody and i also have our own instagram accounts mine doesn't work anymore cody you have one yeah you can follow me at cody subub thank you to everybody who's taking time to do that for me and send me a message greatly appreciate it um, if you're a, I, the last thing we ask you guys to do is to log on iTunes, leave the show five star review. Doesn't particularly matter what you say. Um, just type whatever. I don't really care. Type a secret code in there, hit five stars, hit submit. Thank you to everyone who's taking time to do that. If you're a Spotify listener, it's even simpler. Hit five stars, hit submit. That's all you got to do. And we greatly appreciate everybody's taking the time to do that for us. Well, I hope you guys liked a little mystery. Very weird murder case i guess is uh is what we'll go with here so we'll see you guys next week thanks guys